Welcome to the Vitality Shift Podcast for Chiropractors. I'm your host, Dr. Don McDonald, author of the best-selling book, The Underdog Curse. Weekly, we will be interviewing amazing chiropractors from around the world, finding out how they made their vitality shift. If you're a chiropractor that either wants to just move your practice away from treating pain and conditions, or if you just want to stay inspired, this podcast is for you. For more information on past shows, please visit www.drdonmcdonald.com, and I hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Vitality Shift for Chiropractors. This is Dr. Don McDonald, your host, and it seems like lately I've been hitting all my mentors lately, and and this is a a big special uh, event for me that I get to uh, interview one of my mentors from probably about 16 years ago and his amazing wife. So uh, I'm going to introduce her first because it's always ladies first. So so we're introducing uh, Crystal Dwyer Hansen. And uh, she was back and she, she crushed it in real estate. Uh, then after that, she became a wellness coach and a clinical hypnotherapist. Uh, and now she's written a book with our other guest uh, that we're going to talk about later in the podcast. So welcome to the podcast, Crystal. Thank you, Don. Happy to be here. Thank you. And then, and then of course, uh, my mentor, uh, like I, I, I just told him before the call, I saw him at multiple Parker seminars. That's where uh, me, and my, me and my wife, Brandy, really uh, kind of cut our teeth in chiropractic and, and in our profession. And, uh, and of course, he's the author, co-author of the best-selling author, uh, best-selling author, Chicken Soup for the Soul series, sold 500 million books. That's half a billion books. Um, he, one of my favorite books he wrote was The One Minute Millionaire. Um, he wrote, had other, like back in the day, it was when you used to listen to CDs. <laughs> like I had all his CDs, like The Aladdin Factor, uh, Nightingale Conan. You had tons of stuff through that. And, um, and I just I want to really, uh, I'm just I kind of, I'm all excited because I get to meet my mentor. So thank you for being on the podcast, Mark. Thank you for being a fan, a friend, and an <laughs> advocate. And, and uh, just as a quick mind blower, it's a, the, all those audio tapes of Nightingale Conan, they're reissuing all of them, and they're now calling it the ultimate mock Victor Hansen package. <laughs> and they're doing the ultimate Crystal Dwyer Hansen package. And we're just we're thankful and blown away and, and elated that it, not only is it helping, but it literally nowadays, thanks to the Internet, is going literally around the world electronically. So, you know, we served before, and now we're serving greater. That's, that's amazing. So I wanted to start off just by uh, kind of getting an idea of how you, how you guys met, because we're going to get into you've written a book, but I kind of want to get your, your origin story of how you guys got together. So I was, um, I had a coaching practice in Scottsdale, Arizona, and my mom got an email one day uh, for an author 101 uh, seminar in LA. And I was just in the middle of writing my first book, Pure Thoughts for Pure Results. And so she calls me and she's like, you need to go to the seminar. There'll be publishers and publicists there. And Mark Victor Hansen will be there. And I was like, oh, whoa, mom. <laughs> and so I, I, I said, when is it? She goes, it's the day after tomorrow. And I was like, oh, it's sold out. I can't get it. I was like kind of arguing my way out of it because I thought, I can't get over there. I'm so busy right now. And she's like, just go. I'll watch the kids for you. So I called Rick. I said, let me just see if there's space. I called Rick Frischman was the promoter. He called me right back personally himself. He goes, Crystal, no, we have plenty of space. We'd love to have you just come over. So I got. I guess I'm going to this event. It kind of took on a life of its own. So I'm there, and at the VIP reception, Mark was the keynote there, and um, he was kind of. I was chatting with a speaking coach. He was surrounded by an entourage of people, and um, this is late at night. Yeah, this is a night after the event, and um, later he said he had noticed me at the event and wondered, you know, if I was single or whatever. But 
So he must have been looking at my way because all of a sudden I decided not to even drink that night. I'm like, I'm going to talk about my work, talk about my practice, you know, to my horn about this book I'm writing. So I wasn't drinking, but ironically, this woman who was standing next to me whacked an entire glass of red wine on my white pants. Oh, no. And I kind of like, you know, step back a little bit. And Mark must have been looking my way because he kind of breaks out of his crowd and he comes across the room just right over to me, grabs my <laughs> arm and he goes, I know where the, the club soda is. Let me get you some. And he kind of pulled me out of the room. It, I was like, okay. And <laughs> so we got out, we got the club soda, we started talking and asked me what I did. And I told him, you know, the great success I was having with my clients as a transformational life coach and clinical hypnotherapist. And uh, he's just like, I really feel like you, there's something about you that could really be change the world and really help women, especially, but I'm starving. Can, can we go to dinner? And uh, I was like, yeah, I haven't eaten either. So, so we did, we, we, you know, I ran upstairs. I called my mom. I said, mom, I just have a second. You're you know, but how are the kids doing? And she's like, they're great. And I go, uh, you're not gonna believe this, but I'm going to dinner with Mark Victor Hansen. She goes, I knew it. Sorry. Got it planned all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I knew part B of that same story or the second part. And that is, I said, look, Crystal, we cannot stay here. There's a thousand people that want two minutes yeah. of my time. Just ask one question and we will not get together. So I know my way around Hollywood. Do you mind if I take you to the best restaurant? So she said, yeah, we go. And there's a long line. And I go, oh my God, $100 bill isn't going to get us in here. So we walk up and the guy can't recognize her, but because she has this auric, charismatic beautifulness that just emanates out of this plucritudinousness. The guy says, okay, I give up. Who is she? And I, I've been selling since I was nine years old because I had to pay my own way through everything just about. But I said, uh, you don't recognize her? And he says, no, who is she? Now, remember, we're both Danish, so I'm goofing around. I say, she's a queen of Denmark. First, he says, no, she's not. And he says, oh, my God, she is. Who are you? I said, who travels with the queen? <laughs> <laughs> that so path, Don. Wow. <laughs> we had the best table with little hounds, tooth, uh, pants, uh, chef. Say, oh, I'll get the king and queen anything you want. But at that time, we can't. We can't we, go back. We're like, okay, might as well roll. It started out as a total joke. He was just horsing around because we were in such a good mood, you know, just having yeah. fun being together. And suddenly it's like, oh, they really think we are. <laughs> It's okay, so what we have a table for you right now. Follow me. Okay. <laughs> we just said, okay. Oh, we only did the story because you asked, but it's, you know, yeah. everybody ought to have a great story it about how fun. they fall in it love, and really that's fun. ours. That's cool. And so, so then you started dating afterwards pretty soon after that? Yeah, yeah we did. Um, and I wasn't even quite ready to date because my divorce was so recent. He had been divorced for three years, and I'm just like, you know, I'm not looking. I, the summer, I was summer was ahead and I planned all this stuff with my girls. I'm like, I don't want to bring anyone new into their lives. So I told him that I said, I'm not really dating, but you know, so he was so sweet. We just stayed. He's like, can we just be friends? And then you just let me know, well, you know, when you're ready. <laughs> so he would always, we started talking, but it was a great way. It was actually a wonderful way. Cause we just talked on the phone and got to know each other. I was living in Arizona. He was in, in California and it was a wonderful time to just get, get to know each other with no pressure of dating or anything. And we just talked so much and realized, you know, then when my kids went back to school, I said, okay, you know, I'm ready. And uh, we really, once we met, we never stopped talking. Great. That's <laughs> cool. And then, yeah. When did you get married after that? Um, 
May of 2011. Yeah, three years we talked on the phone most of the time, and I'd fly back. And yeah, forth. we started dating, and then I moved to California once my kids graduated, and so we lived there a year together, um, and then got married. That is so cool. I ended up moving to California in 2010. Nice. And you guys are in Arizona now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we moved back to Arizona. I talked him into it. No, we just really <laughs> felt like, you know, we, we had some real estate here that we'd come stay at our condos. And we were just driving back one time and said, I just kind of said, I don't really want to leave. And of course, I spent a lot of time in Arizona, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the funny thing is, I thought Mark was going to think I was nuts. And he goes, I don't either. I love it here. And we're That's- like, why don't we just, let's just move here permanently. Is it in Scottsdale that you guys are? Yes. Yeah, and it was yeah. interesting because, you know, I owned this big office building. At one time, we had 387 employees. Yeah. We were running a $100 million operation. It wasn't a little company. So, yeah, big stuff. So, we sell it, and the guy says, I want you out in one month. Now, we haven't told that anybody else. You're the only one. I don't know why we're telling yeah. you this or, or your audience, but, you know, some of the doctors are going to have the same problem because uh, yep. when things happen, they have to fast forward now because we're all in isolation. Things are going to happen. They are going to morph. They are going to change. When they happen this time, I think they're going to go skyrocket city for a lot of us and, yeah. and for a lot of reasons, sure. all of which we'll talk to under the new discovery. We think that's the biggest impact story ever. Bigger, I think it's going to be bigger than chicken soup. Mm, that's cool. I'm, I'm excited about that. I was just going to say, because I just, we're in Scottsdale because we do an event for chiropractors uh, and we're at the Sugario, Sugario, just an old Scottsdale, just outside of old Scottsdale. Oh. And uh, so we were just, was it Saguaro? Saguaro. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. said it bad. Is a cactus. Yeah. Cactus. I was going to yeah. say, I'm a Canadian, right? So I don't even get to say <laughs> that word very much. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like so, it. so yeah, so we had a beautiful time there. We just were down there in February before everything went sideways. So, so when, when did, so Mark, you basically downsized really fast, which again, we're, we're, we, we coach chiropractors to scale up and now we're scaling down because we're cutting the fat because you got to be, because if you can't practice, you got to cut the, cut the fat, right? So when did you guys, when you downsized, when did you guys actually start uh, working together? Well, we had been working together uh, for a few years while we were dating. Um, we were working remotely together. I started helping because I do a lot of writing and uh, I would help with a lot of his projects and kind of organizing the office. We had, you know, the staff just after his divorce, you know, everything, it was crazy kind of getting the right staff and the right team to do the right things. And, and so I helped him with that right away. I sort of started acting as sort of the COO once I moved over there in 2010, ah. um, Hanson and Associates. And um, we just started seeing that, you know, the world was changing. We weren't handling, he used to warehouse like hundreds of thousands of books. We, we weren't doing that anymore. So we had this big staff, big warehouse, all this big stuff. And then everything started becoming easily to, easy to outsource. Yeah. And as we started, you know, just moving with the world, we noticed that people that were doing our most important functions were actually coming from the outside of our office, but yet we still had these big salaries. And so we really had to rethink like, what is the structure? We need to make sure that all employees are contributing and, you know, that it's working. Otherwise, you know, you just, it doesn't work. I mean, the numbers don't work. Um, You're in business to, to make a profit. Otherwise, you know, you just, go do charity. <laughs> so. And you know what? We, that is so relevant to chiropractic too, because it's so easy so, to get overstaffed and, and have a whole bunch of overhead that you're not really using it efficiently, right? Oh, yeah. yeah everybody's yeah. got to create their own ROI and it's, yeah. it's a return on investment for those who don't know the languaging of, of economics and business, which 
like you said, you, one of your favorite books is my series, One Minute Millionaire. And what we decided is we started to contract. We thought, I'll just do the worst case. We had hired an MBA from a top school. <laughs> and I asked her one question. Crystal asked her another. And Crystal asked her to do something. She said, that's not my job. So we, 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 we own the company. <laughs> Whatever we tell you your job is, your job is. She said, no, 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 it's cool. They said, this was my job. I said, no. When I was in graduate school working with Buckminster Fuller, I studied university. The whole university job. You got to clean toilet. That's what you do. Now, we weren't asked to do that. But I no. said, number two, by the way, because you're supposed to be an MBA. Do you know the law of 72? Don, do you know the law of 72? Yeah. With, is that uh, uh, compound interest? Yeah, any interest rate you divide. So, but she didn't know that. And I thought, wait a second. You know, next. She was out. Yeah, it just, and we tried to be a great example to our employees. Like there was no job we were above. If we were, you know, having a group over and serving lunch, sometimes we'd go just go get some food and have people prepare it. And one time they were complaining. I said, you know, I, I just jumped in. I said, oh, let me do it then, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, they were grumbling about making a salad, pouring a salad in a bag. And I said, hey, no problem. If you've got more important things to do, let me do it. You know, we're not above sweeping floors. So it's, you know, trying to get people to see that every function is, is, is important. You know, you, no one's above anything, including us. So, so the two points here that your doctors and their CAs and everything need to know is, is everyone's going to have to pivot. Everyone's going to have yep. to write the, the three things you're going to ask that we're teaching in this book are, are the, your goal and purposefulness when you ask. Number one, what do I love to do and what am I best at? Yes. Uh, number two is what is universe going to pay me substantially for? And it may not be what you've been doing, right? Everybody can get a return on investment. Everybody, we believe, and we're teaching and ask how to do, she calls it mind excavation, how you find <laughs> out what your inner resources are to show up in the outer world. In chiropractic, you know, we call it top down, inside out. And, and as I think, you know, I got three honorary doctors, one from uh, life. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and anyhow, so the, the point is, is that, we, we think it's the most exciting time, but you individuals have to stay awake. They've got to be reading self-help action books like, thank God I've had the lifetime of reading and, and uh, read, I'll touch some, some part of every book that exists in the industry that I know of. <laughs> and and uh, I've written now 308 bestsellers, so I think I know something about the book business. Yes. So that's yes. what we believe. Now, how did you come up with the book? Did like were you guys like kind of once? Did you already move to Scottsdale and then you're like, hey, let's let's what's our next project? <laughs> yeah, so we had moved to Scottsdale and and we got involved in a, a number of things. We're really involved in clean energy. We love that. But you know, we we're, we're so blessed to meet so many people. We're still doing our speaking and um, inspiring and other types of writing and things. But we just started noticing that there are kind of two groups of people in the world and both groups are smart, likable. They want great things for themselves, often very educated, but we noticed that it started to separate into two groups. Um, there's one group that's really good at getting what they want. And this group's just not very good at getting what they want. And we're, it was so puzzling to us because we're like, this guy is fantastic. He should be, he should be in, on TV every day. This, this woman could run a city, but they're barely getting by, you know, what's the difference? And, and we realized, as we reflected on it, it's their ability to ask, you know, to really do that. So we say there are three channels for which to ask. Ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. And each one is equally important. But because, like, asking yourself, being able to do that self-introspection, saying, you know, like Mark was saying, what am I good at? What is my passion or purpose? And is this working for me? And in a perfect world, what would I like this to be? You know, all those 
deep reflective questions that are so important. And then very importantly, being able to ask others, you know, when you know you want something, being able to go out into the world um, because we are each other's best resource. And we realized as we started looking at the lives that are super successful, they just get what they want. They're all great askers. They're what we call master askers. And, and including, you know, when we looked at our own lives and thought, gosh, it seems like we've had it easy. It's all been, you know, rainbows and butterflies that we've both been through tremendous struggle, setbacks, all kinds of things. But how did we get out of that? And, you know, triumph over tragedy sort of. It's always been through this asking journey. And we just realized how important this message was. We spend an hour every morning meditating and, and praying together and really talking about these things. And we got so excited when, when it came to us. We're like, everyone needs to know this because this is a simple tool that is already inside of each of us. We just need to learn how to pull it out, dust it off, and use it correctly. So that's how it came to be. That's excellent. And so when, when is this going to be available for people to purchase? Well, it's on pre-sale right now. Nice. <laughs> the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny at, at Amazon. And... Um, so yeah, the official launch date is April 28th. All the books will be shipped out April 28th. So we're saying, get your book now because we're going to do this. We're so excited about this. This, the biggest book club ever. And once people get the books, send us a, an email at reception at markvictorhanson.com. We want to invite you to this book club because we want to help people with their asking journeys. You know, we want to be of service as well. And we really feel strongly about this book. There are some amazing stories in it that, you know, would just blow your mind about. Some just ordinary people who have done extraordinary things just through asking and then, you know, the super like billionaire types of people. So it's a lot of fun to, to explore those stories. That's great. Well, what I'll do is I'm, I'm going to ask you <laughs> a few questions. These would be common questions that chiropractors around the world will be kind of experiencing right now. And, and, and really, uh, Right now, a lot of chiropractors, they can't practice very much or they've lost their, their, their patient base for a period of time. A lot of them have lost their staff. And so they're in like that deep fear mode. And so I was wondering, what kind of advice would you have for chiropractors to get out of that like protective bubble because they're just kind of in that shock? Okay, so let me talk. One of the stories we have in there is a great story by a brilliant guy named Jim Stovall, who I'd like everyone to study a little bit. But Jim is like the chiropractors, except he is becoming an NFL superstar at 18, 19 years old. His whole life, his thought, his magnificent obsession, I'm going to play football. <laughs> and he's a big guy, fast, and they recruit him. The medical doctor said, look, Jimmy, I'm sorry to tell you this, kid, but six months from now, you're going to be permanently and forever blind. I get goosebumps telling you because it's such a great story and it's got a good end in a second. But now he's in a little room, nine by 12, self-incarcerated at his parents' home and is grumbling, grumbling, grumbling. He's got a radio, he's got a television and a telephone. And his parents said, look, Jimmy, <laughs> go to the blind meeting. Maybe they can tell you something. He goes to the blind meeting and all they're doing is the same misfit complaint <laughs> rather than figuring out how to triumph over tragedy. So he sits next to this woman who is a blind stenographer in a law firm. And he says, you know, I used to love to watch thrillers. And I used to love to watch them throw a right punch. But, you know, I can't see any of that or squealing tires. Somebody ought to do something about that. Here's the key private question. Everybody needs this. Why can't we do something about it? And that's what every doctor, every CA, every person that got laid off has got to ask. Why can't we do something about that? 
and metaphorically, he looks at her and says, yeah, why can't we do something? Why can't we fix that? And they created narrative television, Don. And because you and I are sighted, you don't even know it exists. But 14 million people around the world every day watch narrative TV at $10 a month, right? Great idea. And it's big. I meet Jim inadvertently, Charlie Tremendous Jones, who you obviously heard. Yes. And Charles and I are very close friends. I've been to his home in Harrisburg, and, and we've been to each other's places a lot. Charlie calls me up and said, look, Mark, you know, you're selling 15 million books a year. I know you haven't got time to breathe, but he said, this is the most important book you're ever going to read by Jim Stovall, a blind guy. And I need you to write the forward and write an endorsement. I said, God, Charlie, I love you. You and I are close friends. Like most people there know, Charlie hugged everybody, right? Yeah. Yep. He picked you up. And kiss you even. He said, I can't kiss girls, but you guys, I don't worry about. <laughs> Charlie said, look, I said, okay, Charlie, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I read the book and I was wowed by it. So I wrote, this book is so powerful, it has to be a movie. And because I endorsed it, it ultimately became a movie, made $100 million. And, and Jim now says he is endlessly thankful. And if he lives 100 years, he can't thank me enough. But most important, we put the story in ask because it gets everybody out of the quandary you're talking about. And he said, I now write books that I can't read. I now make movies that I can't see. Wow. And everybody's in isolation. I mean, it's not, there's 8 billion of us in isolation around the planet. So it's not like you're a one-off or any doctor or doctor's wife or spouse or employees are a one-off. We all have the same pivot. Why can, why can't we do something about this is the leverage question that we're saying everybody's got to ask because everything needs fixing everywhere. Right. And the breakthrough for Jim came from the, literally the worst time in his life. And, and that really can happen for all of us, Don. It absolutely can. I mean, we just need to, you know, I tell people right now it is, it, it's easy to get scared, you know, but once we start to give into that fear, we kind of start to collapse into it. And there's nothing productive about that um, because this is going to end. It's going to end and it's probably going to end sooner than we think. Right. Um, so, we need to think of this time as really good time. Like what if someone just gave you these weeks to work on a special project, to work on yourself, to work on your plan, to become better? What would you do with this valuable, valuable time where you don't have any distractions? You know, there are often times we think when we're really, really busy with our businesses, oh, if I only had a few weeks to do this. Well, you have a few weeks now. So let's do it. What are we going to do? How are you going to come out of this? If you knew that you're going to come out of this in three or four weeks or sooner, who knows? And what, what would you do with that time? How, how are you going to come back better, stronger, smarter? Um, get ready. It's going to take some preparation. And that's why we're saying it's a great time to get this book because the, just the, the series of questions that you need to ask yourself and understanding how you need to ask yourself, the process through which you need to ask yourself it starts to reveal the solutions, the understandings, the illuminations, the ideas that you need, not just now, but forever and forever in your life. If you learn to become a master asker, life changes dramatically. And everybody that you know, gets the book and sends us a receipt from Amazon.com to reception at MarkVicDranson.com, they're going to get a whole series of things. First of all, they're going to get 
copy is stuff from us that you can't believe. We're going to do the biggest book club, and we're doing a video book club that no one's ever thought of before. That is dynamic, inviting, compelling, irresistibly edifying, and it's going to motivate you and launch you to. Because what we're trying to do, the last word in the subtitle is your destiny. We think everybody has a great destiny. If you're alive, you've got a destiny. Now, if you haven't fulfilled it, of the three questions, one is ask God. When I was bankrupt and upside down, 1974, lost $2 million basically overnight. You know that story. And I was hiding out and hiding under the sheets and all that. And I'd sleeping on a sleeping bag in front of another guy's room. One day after I'd listened to this audio tape again and again, I thought, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. God, what's my destiny? Oh, okay. I'm supposed to be a speaker. I don't know how to do that, but I'll, I, I was living in Hicksville, Long Island, New York. I, there were four of us in the house. I went to my three roommates at breakfast. I said, hey, any of you guys know anyone that's young? that's not a cotton top, that's not a doctor, that's not a lawyer, that's speaking. And one of them was a real estate guy. John said, yeah, he's out in Hopog, Long Island, New York. He's a few years older than you, but he's brilliant and funny. And I go out there because I, I asked my roommates, remember, ask God. He said what to do. Ask yourself. Well, then I'll, I want to do this. And then ask others. I asked my roommates where. I go out to the, see this guy. Three hours, he mesmerized the audience. I ask him at lunch. I say to Chip Collins, I think you met at the speaker thing. I said, Chip, can I take you to lunch? He said, yeah, I love people buying me lunch. I said, I want to do your business. He said, kid, chances one in a thousand you're going to make it. If, you know, and I'm asking him, and he's turning me down. He said, you ain't going to make it. But he said, I'll teach you if you stay out of real estate, which I'm in, due to life insurance. It's a bottomless pit for motivation. Humma, humma, 1,800 companies. They roll over 90% of year. You know, just do that. And uh, two weeks, I'm going on vacation. I'll see you. I'm not, you're not going to be here. But anyhow, he came back, and I was doing four talks a day for the first three years. I did like a thousand talks. I'd do it six o'clock, 10 o'clock, two o'clock, eight o'clock at night, whatever. And then in between I'd sell seminars, you know, and it was just, it went, it was a mind blower. Tony Robbins and I are the only two guys that did a thousand talks a year for the first three years when we were chatting one time. Yeah. And so the point is, yeah, the doldrums are hitting. The, there's no wind, but you got to figure out when the wind comes back, it comes all at once. So you better be ready. And what Crystal's saying, you ask yourself, Ask others, ask God, put it in writing. As you know, that's a mystical powerhouse. 101 goals, baby. <laughs> yeah, there you gotta have to go. Now, the other thing we've discovered about goals is that, like, if you looked at my phone, you can't see it, but all of our goals are on the wallpaper. Whatever your goals are, how many patients you want to see, how much money you want to earn, you know, you look at this 60 times a day, it behooves you to start setting your goals. And you've heard me say it before brand them into your brain, etch them in the back of your being doctors. You know, and, and do a better, be a better practitioner than you've ever been before. And, and I believe in high volume practice because the more you do, the better you get. Just yeah. like more speeches, more books you write. You got to ask yourself, what is it I can do to be magnificent and wonderful and fulfill my destiny? That's amazing. That's good. Now, I have a question about sabotage because, again, um, a lot of times with chiropractors, if they kind of get a little bit more successful than they're comfortable with, sometimes they self-sabotage. And I was wondering if you guys had any thoughts on how, because this is a good downtime for people to make sure they don't, when, they, when the sales come back, they don't, yeah. take, they don't take the air out of the sales. So what kind of ideas do you have on self-sabotage? Right. Well, that's where we have a, a set of questions in the book called self-intervention questions. Uh, and, you know, so really sitting down with yourself and saying, basically, am I afraid of my own success? Um, am I intimidated? Do I believe I can really be successful? And if not, why, what is in my, what kind of baggage am I carrying inside of my subconscious? I deal a lot with subconscious programming. And so what kind of baggage are you carrying with you that's telling you 
you're not worthy, you're not enough. Um, in the Ask book, we have what's called the seven roadblocks um, to asking. And it's important to look at those because we all carry a little bit of at least one of those roadblocks, unworthiness, doubt, fear, naivete, all of these things. So, you know, it's really powerful to look at those and read the stories around those because we, we put some powerful stories around in every uh, subject we talked about because we learned so much from other people's experience. A story is, is a metaphor for our own lives and a metaphor is a pattern for our brains to follow. And so those stories, it's not just reading stories, it's really putting this pattern in our mind that, that frees us to do or to learn what other people have learned and done. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the self-intervention questions, it, it, this book is, is perfect for this situation right now. Now, the, and I know we have a little bit, a bit of time left, but I wanted to ask for Mark, because this is what he's really helped me with in the past. Some chiropractors have stopped dreaming because they've failed enough times that they've just kind of given up. What kind of recommendations would you have for the listeners out there to, to kind of expand their dreaming? Because uh, uh, Jim Rohn always used to say that the price needs to be worth the promise, right? Or sorry, the promise needs to be worth the price. So what kind of words of, of advice would you have to help expand that? thinking because you had that program think bigger than you've thought before right yeah how to think bigger than you ever thought and by the way they've just brought it out again that's but back one other thing Jim Rohn and I travel around the world doing all the leadership seminars and I just I love Mr. Rowan he was profound and brilliant and he said you know wages are are uh, profits are better than wages which is what a chiropractor does if you get a good practice and build it then you can have support it so what happens is you've got to start thinking and you've got to pretend if, if you're stuck Right, you got to start asking yourself, what if I had a million dollars, ten million, or a hundred million? What would I do with my practice, and how would I make it better? And what would I do insightfully that is different, more exciting? What is that? What what would be my magnificent session that would make me tingle with zeal every morning when I woke up, so my feet had hit the floor? And we call it the three second rule. You ask yourself, what would you do in three seconds? You just want to race into it, like we. I think you can see the enthusiasm that obviously I've, it's lasted me 72 years and she's <laughs> much younger, of course, but the, <laughs> 21. Yeah, no, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't figured out how to answer that one yet, except that, except that my energy level is good enough that we climb the mountain. Oh, every he's day. Amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. He wears me out. Yeah. 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 We, got, we had energy that Stop, has energy and out. I'm going to live to be a hundred push up for auctions for renewal. <laughs> And, and our book lists all the goals that I wanted to do. Like I've climbed all the highest mountains, Kilimanjaro and uh, Whitney here and Fuji and all that stuff. What is it you want to do so your practice is is a delight to you, is enjoyable to you, is exciting to you, is a, is a mandate that you want to really go help people and source and serve them at levels you've never even thought you could do before and make your life dynamic, passionately purposeful and, and exciting. But it's all done with one thing. You got to learn how to ask. That's why we sound monomaniacal here, but we know that asking gets the stuff and everybody that's gotten to pre-read it, we got to do a uh, test on it, is falling in love with it. I said, I'm reading it the second time. This changed my whole life. I've re-pivoted. And that's, we're asking everybody to become master askers. That's amazing. So I know all my listeners are going to go and buy it. So that's going to be great. And then they'll send you a little note that, so they can get all your extra stuff. Um, and then the last thing, just because I know we just have a couple of minutes left before you go, uh, you have chiropractors all over the world. So in Australia, New Zealand, UK, um, Germany, Canada, United States, um, some of them are a little bit 
maybe need a little inspiration or a little frustrated, what kind of uh, parting words of wisdom would you like to leave the listeners with today? I think, you know, for me, I would like to encourage everybody to make make a plan um, when we all get back to work. How can you connect with your clients better, your, your patients? How can you connect with them at a heart level? That is so important because a lot of times we get agenda driven and it's like, I want to see this many patients and do this. And, it, and it's great. But how can you serve them better and connect with them at a heart level? A lot of times people will pay more when you feel like, when they feel like you're really providing something beyond for them. For instance, I go to, we go to Dr. Todd now. We found him through the club. He's a Canadian. Yeah, he's a Canadian. He goes, we love Dr. Todd Forbes, but he goes a little, he goes the extra mile. I mean, he doesn't just come in and start cracking your neck. He'd be, he does this whole little massage protocol. He stretches you. You know, it takes maybe five extra minutes, maybe six. But I pay him. I hand him my card. I pay him $75 every time. I can go to another guy who, who costs me 35 maybe 40 now. But I'll go to Todd every time because I know he's going to take that extra six minutes and, you know, really care about, you know, making sure my muscles are loose, making sure I understand the stretches that I need to do. And just that little extra. So... This is a great time, you guys, when you're sitting there. How can I connect more with my patients and their needs and, uh, and really create this powerful bond, you know? Yeah. So, I know, so I understand them better. And I guarantee you will have the most devoted patients you've ever had. And then just because, as you know, I helped out chiropractors and you listen to all my tapes, like how to build a million dollar cash practice and how to hire a perfect uh, chiropractic assistant and on and on and great stories. I'll do one story and then I'll do the real solution I gave you guys. We did chiropractic, chickens to be the chiropractic soul, but Dennis Nikitao, you may remember his yes. thing, he carried rubber bands with him everywhere and he said, give everyone a rubber band and have them wrap it tight around their inde- left index finger until the finger starts turning colors. Real quick, Dr. Don, what colors it turn? Purple. Purple, then mm-hmm. red, then black, then it falls off. And yeah. he says, so, so he says, can a PT, a physical therapist cure it? And they go, no. Can a medical doctor cure it? No. Can a massage therapist cure it? And he goes to 12, and he says, who's the only person who can get rid of a subluxation? And there's only one person, that's a DC, a right. doctor of cause, a doctor of creation. And, and what I believe, and you know. That's uh, awesome, I love it. <laughs> it, it. It's like our buddy, John Martini, who's one of my, our closest friends, says, everything's divine when the spine is in line. You need to know those kind of lines. You need to learn that stuff and watch all my videos online. But here's what we did when, when we did that, as you remember, is that a miracle is out of blood and Liddy Dole came in. And got, she was head of, of uh, Red Cross, which we're back friends with again, and doing some stuff with. And we said, look, we'll give a little sample book to everybody if they give blood. But she said, I can't get anybody to come. So we did all the chiropractors in the States and to call 800-GIVE-LIFE and if, if you reactivate your old patients this way, when this starts again, do the same thing. 800 to give life. I don't know. You can get the number in Canada. Yeah. Give a free pint of blood. When we'll have the blood mobile here in front of my office for a week, I'll give you a free adjustment. Once they're back, if you treat them like Crystal say, go the extra mile, the extra smile, the extra Pause. attitude, the extra thankfulness. Remember to text them afterwards. So glad that you came to our practice today. We really want to help you. And by the way, if they really want to, they could give an ask book away to everybody. I never thought of that until right now. But there you go, chiropractors. <laughs> yeah, no chiropractor. The point is, is that we got more people, you know, there there's 77,000 chiropractors at the time seeing 25 million patients. And our book went right to the top. And we get enough blood for a year and a half. Thanks. And I thank forever chiropractic. And we gave awards, as you know, 
the secretary of uh, of uh, Red Cross, Liddy Dole, did that. So it was wonderful. That's great. Well, I know you guys got to run off to another call, and I and I and I really appreciate you taking the time out. This has just been a treat for me to be able to interview you guys. You guys are amazing. So thank you very much for the time. Thank you, thank everybody. You, John, and thanks, everybody. Okay, until next time, don't forget to crush the curse. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you've received value from this episode, please share this with a fellow chiropractor and take some time to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever your favorite place is to listen to podcasts. If you're interested in learning more about our programs and events, please visit www.thevitalityshift.com or connect with me on Facebook. I would love to hear from you. So until next time, Dr. Don out.